Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I suppose the question is where we put it. We've well, got the Wheel of Fortune clip, but where do we put it? I, I will tell you this. I have what is probably the biggest story in American politics that you have not heard and may never hear if the legacy media can continue to keep it under wraps, hidden away in the same coat closet as Hunter Biden's laptop is. Uh, but we did promise repeatedly the astonishing moment of ignorance on Wheel of Fortune. So I feel like we should do this. I'll do a very brief version of where we are in Ukraine, just because I know when I flip on the news, I always wonder what's going on currently. Uh, another day, a heavy shelling of all the major cities, which is going to happen again. They haven't taken the capital. They haven't taken the second biggest city, Kharkiv. There are reports that one of their big cities did fall yesterday, but that's kind of gone back and forth on the reporting on that, so I'm not exactly sure. But they're closing in on securing all the Russians are closing in on securing all the ports and surrounding the five biggest cities. And it's hard to see how that's not going to happen. And slaughtering as many people as possible. Indiscriminate bombing, killing lots of people, destroying lots of stuff. Lots of Russian soldiers dying. Do you see the number that's being reported by practically everybody now is about 6,000 Russian soldiers. If 6,000 Russian soldiers died in one week, they could end up with a pretty big number. Yeah, and and this does not, you know, I don't want to get caught up in the gung-ho, flag-waving, they're so brave um, thing. All of that is true, but, uh, you know, we need to face reality, and the reality is there are going to be horrific costs to Putin's aggression. Um, But for weeks, months, years, decades to come, uh, I would not want to be a Russian soldier uh, tasked with hanging on to Ukraine. They are going to have an insurgency like we haven't seen in many, many moons. Um, and, and it will be dangerous duty because as long as Ukrainians live and breathe, they will be squeezing off shots. And funded and armed by practically the entire world. Yes. Uh, by the way, some of you who are hardcore on the whole, uh, you know, we shouldn't be helping Ukraine. Who cares? It's a little country in Eastern Europe, blah, blah, blah. We have no national interest. The vote in the UN was 141 to what? Four? And the four were North Korea, Syria, places like that. Yeah. And, and, and Russia with India and China abstaining. 141 countries came down hard condemning the Russian aggression. So anyway. So I don't know what this clip sounds like. I guess we'll just have to hope it lays it out pretty good. If it doesn't, we can fill in the details. It's... Well, I will, I will tell you this. The entire puzzle is solved, except for two letters. It says, another feather in your blank A blank. Get a roll. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. G. No G. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your lap. <laughs> no. D. No. Thomas. I will solve. Okay. Another feather in <laughs> your map. C. Well, you're a C up there anywhere. There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. 
Wow. So not only did the poor gal swing and miss on solving it repeatedly, the dude across from her kept guessing the wrong letters. So it was a true meeting of the mindless. That's why it's being called the dumbest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history. (laughs) Another Another feather feather in your lap. In your hat. Another feather in your lap. Another feather in your... She was close with hat. Yes. Oh, yeah. She she had it, essentially. Another feather in your lap. Another feather in your map. She's got to be thinking, how did this common expression elude me all these years? Every once in a while that happens to me. Somebody will use a word or an expression. I'll think, what? And then they'll say, somebody will say, what, you haven't ever heard that? No. How did you miss it? Sure. But uh, (laughs) another feather in your lap sounds like something we shouldn't be talking about in public, you know? Keep that behind closed doors, sweetheart. (laughs) The old uh, woman. The old rinse cycle on the dryer, etc. And her name is out there. That's not good. I get all kinds of criticism on social media. Oh, boy. Find a tweet she sent seven years ago, etc. Let's ruin her life. Ruin it. Ruin her life. There you go. Yeah. So this is a hell of a story. This is a monster, a blockbuster. This is from the Washington Times, which is a highly reputable newspaper. A 2020 election integrity probe in Wisconsin reported findings Tuesday, two days ago, that a nonprofit group founded, funded by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg committed election bribery when it targeted $8.8 million in get-out-the-vote funds to five heavily Democratic jurisdictions. It's The conclusion is part of a 136-page interim report by the Wisconsin Office of the Special Counsel tasked with examining the 2020 state election integrity issues. Uh, here's the, the, the story summarized. Um, I'm trying to figure out if that's necessary. Uh, they also, they mentioned some vague stuff about security gaps that tend to enable bad actors to operate in the shadows and we really need to tighten up election security. Um, but the, the big part is the report details, details what it calls a bribery scheme implemented by the Chicago based Center for Tech and Civic Life which is a liberal voter advocacy group heavily funded by Zuckerberg. In the run-up to the 2020 election, the CTCL, that's his group, allocated Zuckerberg-funded grants, which became known as Zuckbucks in the area. I remember that. To government officials in Wisconsin to help increase absentee and in-person voting. We're just trying to make sure people can vote. But the money was only funneled to five heavily heavily Democratic areas. Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay. The scheme began with $10,000 grants given to each of the five jurisdictions to facilitate, quote, safe and secure election administration. But it quickly evolved into, quote, a joint operation between the CTCL and five cities with a focus on increased voting in communities of color. The grant money increased dramatically. Milwaukee received nearly $2.2 million. Green Bay, a little over $1 million. Madison took $1.3 million and then smaller amounts for Kenosha and Racine. As part of the agreement with CTCL, the cities were providing an additional 216 grand to set up ballot drop boxes in targeted neighborhoods, which was in violation of Wisconsin law, according to the report. The report concluded, and I quote, the motive for these grants was impermissible and partisan get-out-the-vote efforts. And election officials in the five jurisdictions, the report found, may have broken the law, quote, by not treating all voters in the, the same in the same election, a bedrock principle of election law. 
Where this goes, I do not know. I know squat about Wisconsin election laws and how serious the consequences might be. But uh, lest any of you still cling to this idiotic idea, you know, why would I say that? The misplaced idea that Zuckerberg and Google and the rest of them swing neutral politically, I hope we've disabused you of that notion. They are hardcore partisans. In Minnesota, by the way, Senate Elections Committee on Tuesday began considering legislation that would prohibit counties, municipalities, and school districts from using funds from nonprofits and for-profits to conduct elections. That uh, uh, Facebook and other giant social media people getting involved in elections thing is really interesting. Needs, a, needs an eye on it. Let me be the first to say I want Mark Zuckerberg's next post on Facebook to be from Leavenworth. Wow. It's time to get serious. Put wow. these tech oligarchs where they belong, behind bars. After a trial, if there's time. You want him to, uh, on his, I, I don't I'm making this up. I don't actually use Facebook. Um, you want his status to be jailed? He puts yes. up his little status thing. Mark's up, status jailed. Imprisoned. Yes. <laughs> Imprisoned indefinitely. <laughs> I'm picturing him, this scrawny guy, up against the wall, you know, in a brick wall, damp, irons on his wrists and ankles. Oh, that's a long beard, sure. <laughs> yeah, that the classic was. cartoon uh, <laughs> you know, prisoner, medieval prisoner. Well, and uh, Jack Dorsey isn't running Twitter anymore. I can't remember the new guy's name. but uh, and, and we'll stick all you guys in Leavenworth, and the appeals process will be as dependable and fair as your appeals process when you ban people from Twitter for saying, hey, we ought to be taking a look at the Wuhan lab leak theory. Hmm? It'll be that fair. Okay, guys, enjoy Leavenworth. So President Zelensky of Ukraine is doing a press conference right now live. Wow. And one thing you get, you know, maybe he just has this talent, but I think one thing you get a guy who's been in show business his whole life, is he has a flair for the dramatic. I mean, he knows how to uh, get people's attention. And he knows how critical that is at this moment. Sure. He's talking about how Russian officials are sending, I'm just reading the transcript, Russian officials are sending cannon fodder soldiers. And he's also hoping, he's been speaking in Russian a lot, he speaks Russian, he's hoping that this, you know, this is heard in Russia, and the population turns against Putin's war. He said the Russians are carrying their own cremation chamber for the soldiers that are going to die in Ukraine. So he's really hoping to get this news out. Yeah. We'll have more of that press conference and a whole bunch of other stuff. we got to talk COVID at some point. Oh, the mask obsession that endures in certain blue quadrants of the country is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's seriously now. I was joking about, uh, you know. Uh, Zuckerberg and Leavenworth. There are a number of federal prisons we could put him. Uh, but uh, Supermax. The <laughs> out there in the middle of Colorado, uh, but seriously, the the mask obsessed in the blue quadrants are bordering diagnosable mental illness. <laughs> and Joe was super right about something. U.S. intelligence now shows. Mm, I think I know what you're talking about, but I'll stay tuned. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Why are we taking them prisoners and then our doctors uh, treating them, even though yesterday our doctors were saving our soldiers dying of their wounds, but their doctors they're first of all human beings before they feel revenge. And that's the reality, that's the difference between those who are sending cannon fodder and brought a cremation chamber. They're bringing a cremation chamber and these guys are carrying that cremation chamber for themselves. And they know that. That is horror. Wow. Yeah, that's that's some powerful stuff right there. You got these Russian soldiers who have no idea why they're there carrying their own cremation chambers into the country. Chilling. God, I would say. That's an evil guy, uh, Putin. But, you know, if you didn't know that already, you haven't been following the news for the last 20 years. I read a, a good piece yesterday about how the world allowing Russia to do what it did in Syria has led to this. It's kind of like ignoring the riots in all the cities across America led to January 6th. I mean, when you when you make, make it clear that, okay, this is all right, well, it goes further. Right. Right. We'll permit horrors as long as we can keep our gas prices lowish. Say, uh, you know, Germany and various other uh, European countries, and the United States for that matter, too. We weren't going to sacrifice much. Speaking of which, gas is now over $5 in Los Angeles. Hold on to your hats, folks. It's going to be a rough ride. Oh, I'd say. So Putin called Macron today, president of France, and they were on the phone for an hour and a half. Macron reportedly told Putin, you're lying to yourself. And uh, then told reporters, there was nothing that Putin said that reassured us. Uh, Why Macron still talks to Putin, having been lied to his face several times and embarrassed on the world stage, it's hard to imagine. I guess he just hopes for, uh, for the best. Trying to find an argument that maybe appeals to Putin in some way. It, it maybe his, his greed his his view of himself something i mean i don't understand why it'd be an hour and a half long but i could see trying one of the biggest companies in the world ikea once upon a time ikea coming to russia and establishing itself was seen by many ordinary russians as a sign of you know modernity and better times and how we're joining the rest of the world well all those ikeas are gone and now sweden is severing diplomatic relations with russia and closing all its embassies and I don't, I don't think there's a reversal on most of this stuff. Do you? I think, I think, I can't. This is, this is how you wonder how this is going to end. I hope it doesn't push Putin to use nuclear weapons. He's done. His country's done. It's never going back to what it was before. It's rare that humanity doesn't disappoint me. Um, as soon as there's money to be made, you will see uh, chinks in the armor. Um, holes in the sanctions start to appear. How significant they are, how soon that happens, I don't know. It would take some serious chinks and holes to get to anywhere close to what Russia has been in the past. Right. At a moment when Sweden is lowering the boom and Switzerland is saying F you, I mean, this is historic stuff. This is way different than anything we've seen post-WW2. Yeah. On the other hand, if there's a 1 in 1,000 chance humanity disappoints me, I'm ready for it. Uh, 200 Stinger missiles have been delivered. Hundreds more are being sent by the U.S. 
Margaret Brennan is reporting for CBS. She's the host of Face the Nation. So that's good. They're getting a lot of those missiles that can bring down planes and, you know, other stuff to destroy tanks and everything like that. Here's what Joe was correct about. Western intelligence reports indicate that Chinese officials in February requested that senior Russian officials wait until after the Beijing Olympics had finished before beginning their invasion into Ukraine. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's what you said the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you were doubted by so many. Actually, I don't remember anybody doubting they you. They called me a fool. They think, called me a maniac. I think most people said that sounds about right. But regardless, it was a brave stance you took. <laughs> it seemed obvious at the time. And as we mentioned, uh, several different Ukrainians and other non-reason-to-lie you know, uh, reason to lie outlets are reporting that 6,000 Russian soldiers have died in Ukraine in one week. You know, the math's pretty easy on that way. On that, you conducted that war for 10 weeks at that rate, and you got 60,000 dead. Yeah, it probably won't continue on a steady trend like that. But No, um, it might be higher on some of these weeks. You know, it could be. Guerrilla warfare is famously uh, rather bloody for those who would hold the country. And a lot of the best weaponry on planet Earth is getting into their hands as we speak. Their ability to kill Russians is going to go way up in the coming weeks. Yeah. Boy, where it ends, I can't even imagine. I can't either. I can't either. Even if he so-called wins, what the hell does that look like? If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. we got a lot of other stuff on the way for you. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. At the end of the day, the president made it very clear. We're going to follow the science. We're going to urge everyone to be not just thoughtful, but responsible. And then we'll move forward. That's Javier Becerra, Secretary of Health and Human Services, which we learned a couple of years ago has a bigger budget than everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, because they have uh, Medicare and Social Security and all that stuff. I can't believe anybody has got the testicles to continue to use the phrase. Seriously, we use it all the time, mockingly. Actually use it where we're going to follow the science. Are you freaking kidding me? I represent science. I thought that Becerra got fired for incompetence. I guess they just told him to shut up and keep being incompetent. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, Come on now. I mean, there's all kinds of examples of... All right. We got to follow the science. Gee, man, using that term with a straight face. Well, he is almost certainly among the COVID cultists, the mask obsessed. And though when I think about the kids, I get all militant and pissed off and advocate-y. Uh, when I just think about it in terms of adults, I'm more curious just as a you know, student of, of humans. What is going on in people's minds that they're so obsessed? I agree. I'm not, like, mad. I don't care if other people wear masks. You can wear masks for the rest of your life, and I'm not going to say a word about it, really. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't like you making me do stuff. And I'm if you make me put on a mask to go in your business, I will go somewhere else to spend my money. That's just what I'm going to do. Um, but it doesn't bother me you do. But I am fascinated, like Joe said, of the psychology of it. Just And I've got people that I'm friends with that I like a lot that are still, they will not be outside their home without a mask on. Right. 
They just will not. Including out of doors, alone, like in a national park, where there's a bison 400 yards away, but that's the only living beast. Uh-huh. People have their freaking masks on. What if the bison has COVID? So, anyway, a couple of uh, exhibits for you. Both happen to be from Cal Unicornia, of course. L.A. County's much-debated COVID-19 indoor mask-wearing mandate could be lifted by Friday. Okay? That would mean L.A. County would no longer require people to wear masks at indoor businesses. Uh, uh, the la- the state last month dropped its indoor mask-wearing mandate for the vaccinated. On Tuesday, it dropped it for unvaccinated people. But L.A. <laughs> See, talk about something that's meaningless. Because most places, you weren't uh, here on Friday. I did get kicked out of a restaurant for not having my vaccination card on Thursday night. No, nah, it was the other day because I was here when you oh, okay. talked about it. But yeah. anyway, but so, uh, but very few places are checking cards. So the whole because every business I go into where I live says you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Whatever. I told my kids if somebody asks, tell them you're vaccinated. Right. Feel free to lie to the adults about this. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Absolutely. But so public health Nazi Barbara Farrell in L.A. said the county wanted. To wait. We're not going to hastily allow people to take off their masks yet. We want to wait until the local virus transmission rate falls out of the high category as defined by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, blah, blah, blah. But on Friday, the CDC announced new standards that rely largely on COVID hospital numbers to govern whether masks should be worn. Ignore those uh, standards anyway, folks. Um, but because those CDC numbers still classified L.A. as having high virus activity, Barbara Farrar says, no, 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 we can't take off our mask yet. Absolutely not. Uh, by the way, we just found out those CDC numbers for California are wildly out of date, wildly out of date and utterly useless. Finally, masks are still required indoors at kindergarten through 12 schools. However, the state announced Monday it will lift the requirement as of March 12th. Um, L.A. County will also lift its school masking requirement in alignment with the state on that day, but individual school districts have the option of maintaining the mandate. I was going to say, we got to play that Saturday Night Live thing again. Um, I love that idea. Uh, I can't wait to look back on this years from now or months from now or whatever and maybe have a more clear-eyed assessment of all this. Of all the groups, I mean, the last group that we're going to hang on to to wear masks is statistically 100% provable to be the least vulnerable. <laughs> Correct. So the last group, so it would make more sense if it, but old folks' homes, they are still requiring the mask. No. Anyone for over the age of 65 is still requiring the mask. No. The least vulnerable crowd of anyone in America, that's the last holdout for making them wear masks. How did that happen? And even worse than that, it's the demographic that's least capable of effectively wearing masks. So the foolishness is gargantuan. Brought you the story of the utterly mentally ill, bone-stupid San Francisco Unified School District yesterday. Universal Indoor Maths Gang will continue to be in effect at SFUSD as part of our layered approach to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in our schools, according to District Deputy Moron Superintendent Gentle Moron Blythe. The decision stands in contrast to the county and the state and every sane human being on Earth. And I quoted the health officer, Dr. Susan Philp, 
I know this is coming too fast for some people, unmasking. <laughs> Good Jeez. Lord, well, then, then those says people, 80% of the country. Then those people have something wrong with them. Right. And I brought you this, but it's worth repeating. We're going to have to continue balancing this. We have an equity lens and a whole child wellness lens, and it's a difficult balance. If you had a whole child wellness lens, you would have had the masks off a year and a half ago, you psycho. There's a lot more to the story. I want to hit you with some of it. You're gonna If you haven't slapped your head yet, but you know what? Uh, limber up your elbow and get ready because you're about to. After a quick word from our friends and sponsors, it's simply safe. Yeah, we'll play that uh, Saturday Night Live thing for you about masks too, if you haven't heard it. Oh, it's so good! But uh, simply safe home security. Uh, such a big fan of the new wireless outdoor camera from Simply Safe. It lets you know what's happening right outside uh, your door from your phone. Alerts you when anyone approaches, so you always know who's there. Simply Safe has absolutely everything you need to keep your home safe, from entry and motion sensors to the indoor and outdoor cameras, monitored 24-7 by professionals ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home right away, and all this for less than a dollar a day. And if you're thinking this is kind of a, you know, it gets you by sort of security system, no, it has been named the best home security system by all kinds of publications. Less than a dollar a day, you set it up yourself in around 30 minutes. Now, you will have to sign a two-year contract like all the no, other systems. No. no, no, they're no long-term contracts or commitments. They earn your business every single day. They've got some great incentives, too, at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. they got a discount and some freebies for you because you know us. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. All right, so getting back to this uh, San Francisco thing, I just... I got on a jag yesterday where I was looking into this and reading it and trying to find different sources. And the stuff I came across, here's this poor mom who says, it's disappointing to hear that in a county with some of the lowest rates in the country, some of the highest vaccination rates, we can't lift the mask mandate for our kids. We've been masking religiously since the moment it was required. Now it's time to give people a choice. Yeah, more than 87% of humans of five years age or older are vaccinated. More than 87%. Wow, that is so out of line with the rest of the country. Yeah, many other large cities, Denver, Detroit, New York City, lifting the mask requirements. But in California, many districts, including Oakland, were waiting on county guidance before deciding whether to drop the mandate. Alameda County expected to decide in the coming days. San Diego district officials said they'll consider lifting mask requirements when the county drops from the high-risk tier to moderate risk. Keeping in mind the kids don't need them, they can't wear them, and everybody's known that for two years, for a year and a half. San Francisco. They don't school, do any good either. Right. San Francisco school board member Allison Collins tweeted Monday that lifting mask mandates too soon has the potential to push even more educators out of the classroom. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Throughout this whole long article, which I've summarized for you, but trust me, I've read it three times. Nobody ever mentions kids getting sick. Not once. But here we go. Ah, it's about the teachers' unions. The board president wouldn't comment. The teachers' union person declined to comment. In the meantime, University of California, San Francisco, Dr. Gene Noble said science, not fear, should dictate policies. Okay, here's an actual scientist, the director of the freaking COVID response at the freaking UCSF emergency department, (laughs) says it doesn't make sense 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. It defies logic, she said, adding that continuing a school mask mandate is less about science and more about fear-based policy and teachers' union politics. And this is it's somebody from UCSF, which is to the left of St. Petersburg University. Quote, with low numbers of community transmission, continued access to masks and testing outlined by our health department safety agreement, vaccination, boosters, proper ventilation, we support allowing educators, staff, and students um, to mask up if they need to, if they feel safe. But we remain committed to, com- to protecting the most vulnerable, but that's not kids. It's unbelievable. Yes, it's just, it is. It's crazy. These paranoid, these health directors, including that doctor lady whose quote I misread before, and I apologize for that, they're out of their minds. They are only concerned with covering their own asses. And as long as they keep you in the prison of COVID mandates, they won't get in trouble for letting you out. So they'll keep you in prison for the rest of your life to cover their own ass. So even the young and progressive Saturday Night Live is looking at this, looking back on all this stuff and wondering if it was necessary. This is a bunch of couples out to eat at a restaurant. This is the setting here for this clip you're about to hear. And they're starting to, uh, each of them have the guts to say some of the things out loud, and they're all a little uncomfortable with the reality of it. This is what it sounds like. Guys, guys, this is supposed to be fun. Isn't there something happy we can talk about? No, no, we started this and we need to finish it. David, go make sense of this, please. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think the biggest mistake the administration made was not providing more testing. But the UK had done tons of testing and had even more COVID. Good. At least Biden finally sent out all those tests over Christmas. You mean the two tests for a family of eight that froze in the mail? Well, at least we have the CDC. I mean, they haven't always been perfect, but the science changed. How does science change? When I make a mistake at work, I don't get to say the science changed. At least we had outdoor dining. Oh, you mean when they built a smaller restaurant in the street? How is that outdoors? a child's birthday party, self-careful, and they did gymnastics in masks, don't, and then they went into another room and took off their masks to eat pizza, this is the end of me, so did they really need the mask, oh no, did any of us ever need the mask? No! And if you, that, it's much longer. If you haven't seen the whole thing, it's hilarious. And I thought that was pretty interesting culturally. Yeah. Yeah. We have some good news out of Ukraine. The plucky Ukrainians have really struck, 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 hmm? Have uh, <laughs> killed some Russians. I'll just say it that way. I- Get your word straight, Jack. Slowing down that big convoy that we all been watching. Among other things on the way, stay with us. Ukraine, a nation of more than 43 million, almost everyone that has stayed mobilized for war. At a machine shop here in Lviv, the sizzle of welding, the grinding of steel, sounds of the war effort. We have 
A guy from IT, an economist, and a mechanical engineer. Yeah, yeah. And now you're making steel traps for Russian tanks. Yeah. To stop them. To stop them. That hedge of barricades and these spikes, they're weapons of defense. This frigid yard, their foxhole. You know, nobody knows better than the United States military how an insurgency, just a scrappy insurgency, can cause you so much trouble for so long. Absolutely true, yeah. I mean, the time we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan with overwhelming numbers and equipment and training and everything else, but still being stymied a lot of times. Hey, I know you've got some stuff you got to get to, but I remember yesterday we had the clip of Zelensky being asked if he regrets, uh, you know, not getting on a full war f- footing sooner. I didn't hear that clip. I'm curious because I'm just picturing these guys working at that for the last six weeks right, instead of just now. That's what Mike Lines has been talking about. Um, by the way, I was just out in the newsroom, and one of the young women out there works uh, said she's obsessed with uh, President Zelensky, and that's her whole Twitter feed right now. And I mentioned the other day a tweet that, that I saw that said. Guys, get used to it. Your wife or girlfriend is in love with President Zelensky. Right. Nothing you can do. Um, I almost Fine feel. I almost feel bad saying that though, because uh, the idea of him being a sex symbol probably seems as crazy as anything could be to him, as he is literally trying to stay alive. Him and his wife and kids today. Although at risk of turning this somewhat serious, I think it is incredibly appealing to women to see a man who acts like a man. Who acts with courage, sure. who will sacrifice himself for the people he is supposed to protect. He's also handsome. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That that plays a role. It plays a huge role. Um, that's what women are biologically designed to want in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's hear more from Matt Gutman with ABC News. I thought this was pretty powerful. Sviatoslav has signed up to fight, but he's still waiting for a gun. Are you afraid? Uh, yes, but it doesn't matter. His wife and three-year-old daughter are safe in Poland. He told his little girl she was going on vacation. She talking to me, Daddy, come to me, please. And uh... I'm crying. Everything will be okay. Yeah, it struck me when he asked the guy because I saw it. I uh, asked the guy, "Are you afraid?" And he could tell he wanted to say no, but he said, "Yeah, but it doesn't but, matter." Right. What are you going to do? What are your options? So I got some good news, bad news here. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of bad news over the coming weeks. Boy, I saw an assessment. I think it was from our own Pentagon. I'm trying to find this. I heard people talking about it. An assessment of how we likely think this is going to go. And it wasn't good. No. And it was many years of Russian occupation eventually being driven out, looking more like what happened in the 80s in Afghanistan than what we're all hoping will happen. Uh, anyway, Associated Press is uh, reporting right now at least 22 civilians were killed in a Russian bar- bombardment of a residential area in another northern city that you haven't heard of in Ukraine. They're bombing lots of cities and a lot of apartment buildings, just, you know, just randomly, just trying to kill people until they give up. They fear the number of casualties is going to rise a lot from that as they're searching through the de- de- uh, debris for more casualties. But Russia plays by no rules whatsoever. The fact that... The international community is just why anybody even talks about it, why they go through the motions. But the fact that nobody has declared these war crimes yet, well, what are you waiting for? I saw a NATO commander on MSNBC today saying, these are war crimes. We all know they're war crimes. They haven't been called war crimes yet. What's the point of going through the... Anyway. Well, and if that's the way it works, what's the point in declaring them war crimes either? I exactly. What, yeah. what do you get out of it? 
Um, here's the good news. I should have led with the good news. We need more good news. Um, Ukrainian jets have struck the Russian column that's headed into Kiev. And this reporter, Neil Hauer, with, I should have clicked on who he's with. He's a blue check mark. I can confirm that with my own eyes that on day eight of the war, they are still flying. Their uh, military, their air force is still able to get in the air. And they have bombed some of that convoy that we've been watching. Probably with the help of uh, other NATO countries getting them the right stuff. From what I understand, they have pilots that are leaving Ukraine, going to Poland and other countries, jumping in planes and flying back. That's the way we're getting the planes in. Some Interesting. Uh, yeah. In Bremer tweeted out yesterday, we're one week in. So this is day eight today. After one week, Putin decides to invade Ukraine without any provocation. Thousands dead. Two economies destroyed. One million refugees after seven days. That's what one guy, one guy can do. And as long as we're quoting Ian Bremer, I enjoyed this tweet. It's hard to see any circumstance where Russia isn't radically weaker, both economically and geopolitically, than before Putin decided to invade Ukraine. Unless he's forced out, possible, but you wouldn't bet on it, present path isn't sustainable. Right. Putin called Francis Macron on the phone today and told Macron that he's battling a neo-Nazi regime. That he's not targeting the people of Ukraine. That's what he told President Macron on the phone. Is he crazy? Does he think people believe him? Is it cover? It's so hard to say. Deceit is a useful tool for the autocrat. How would you even respond to a guy saying that? If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.